Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I'm your host Blake Repine. Again, if you have a topic or comment you'd like to make, please feel free to email me at blakerepine at gmail.com or look me up on LinkedIn just through my name, Blake Repine, and you can send me a message through there. Again, appreciate the support that everybody's been giving me. And if you have a review, you know, if, or excuse me, if you like the podcast and you'd like to leave me a review, please feel free to do so on whatever platform you listen on. What I want to talk about this week is something that's actually come up quite a few times since I started the podcast and conversations that I've had with people that have been listening. And it's about what is your next move? Or a lot of people, they feel like that they they feel like they're ready for some sort of change. They're ready to either move up the ladder or they're ready to move over to another career. And they're not quite sure what to do, but there's this sense that something's just pulling them to make a change. And I'll purchase from two sides. The first one is, you know, those that are ready to move up. And then the other one are those that are looking to reinvent themselves. If you're looking to move up into a new role, I often hear these people, oh, you know, I really want to do this new role, but I, I don't feel like I'm ready. And sometimes that could be true. You know, if you have a high level of emotional intelligence and you really understand yourself and understand what you're capable of and, and things. But the majority of time when I hear someone say this, they're actually quite ready. They just don't think that they are. They lack the confidence and feel like that they're not ready to move up. You're never going to be 100% ready to move into a new role. With any role that you move into, there's going to be some level of development. There's going to be a learning curve within that role for you to actually be able to come up this to speed into it. If you're 80% ready, then I would say you're ready to move up. If you're maybe a little bit less than that, 70, 75% ready, then you're probably ready to move up. Just understand that whenever you do, there's going to be learning for you. There's going to be some development that will continue on, but never feel like you have to be 100% ready to move into a role or to move up into a role. Again, if you are 100% ready, then you're probably ready to skip that. And one of the things I used to encourage people that work for me to do was always try to work to achieve two levels above where you're at now. That way the next one comes a little bit easier. If you understand what's involved two levels above where you're at now, and of course the level directly above you, and you're working to try to achieve two levels above, you'll find that next step a little bit easier. Now, if you're up toward the the top of the organization and there's not two levels above you, or there's only two levels above you, again, continue to try to do that. And whenever you do move up and there's not any more levels above you, still continue to try to, again, reinvent your role and, and just continue to develop yourself. And now the second part of this I want to talk about is people that are kind of mid-career and they're kind of over what they're doing, or they feel like they're being pulled in another direction, or, or their passion might be pulling them somewhere else. And, and I want to put things into perspective for you. If you're 40 years old, and I'm just going to use 40 as a kind of benchmark, that's kind of mid midlife. If you're 40 years old, you've probably been working 22, 23 years, even if you went to university, because you probably had some sort of job. So you have 22, 23 years of work experience. I'm not going to say experience in your career field, but it's probably just work experience. If you went to university, you know, you're probably talking closer to 18 to 20 years of work experience. And if you were to go back to university, let's say, do another degree to get qualified in an area that you feel like you need to be in. So another three to four years, if you go full time, if you go part time, let's say five to six years, that still leaves you a long time to work. Because nowadays, one, people are working longer. So 65 to 70 years old when you retire, of course, you do see a lot of things on social media and the internet saying, oh, retire when you're 35 or 40 and things like that. Or retirement is actually moving into things, doing things you want to do. And some people enjoy working. Some people enjoy what they 
do, and they want to do it as long as they possibly can. And, and I really hope that you're in a career where you can do that. If you're not, move. Let's go back to the, the you're 40 years old now, let's say, for an example. You go back to university. Let's say you go five years, just to keep it simple. Five years takes you to complete that next degree. You start working again. You have another 20 to 25 years to work in that career field. That is plenty of time to build a new career. And you might not be starting exactly out on the ground level, depending on what it is, because there's probably skills that you've developed and learned over the last 20 plus years that you've been working that will apply to your new career. If you look at someone's working life, let's just say you start working at 20 years old, you're going to work 45 to 50 years, 50 years, half a century that you could potentially work. You know, that is a long time, a long time. Even if you're 40, 45, and you don't start this new career until you're 50, now you're talking 15 to 20 years. That still is a long time for you to build a career. It's plenty of time. One of the biggest things that people, they they tend to focus on maybe too much is the sacrifices that they're going to have to make in order to make that change, in order to reinvent themselves. Because more than likely at that point, you probably have a family or at least a partner. You probably have a lifestyle that you you feel like you need to maintain. And it's difficult sometimes to look at those sacrifices. It, one of the big ones I actually hear people say is, oh, I'd love to do this or I'd love to do that. However, I don't have the time. Uh, or my, I guess, thing back to them is you do have the time. It's not, it's not a priority for you. So instead of saying you don't have the time, tell yourself, I would love to do this, but it's not a priority. So because when you make it a priority, you make time for it. Again, those sacrifices you're going to have to make, you have to look, you know, as an investment back into yourself, the money that it might cost for you to go back and, and complete this degree or, or some sort of qualification you might need for this new new career field. You might not need to do anything at all. It's just go and get the job and, and start. Yeah, you might have to start at a lower level because you have no experience there, but it won't take you that as long as it probably would if you came in with no work experience whatsoever. Because again, if it's that easy for you to move over into it, you probably have skills that will transfer into that area as well. You know, there's things people look at in, in their personal life and they say, well, if you're 40, you might have children that are getting ready to go off to university themselves and become an adult themselves. So, you know, they're out of the house. You're kind of an empty nester, so to speak. So that might be a good time for you to do it. Or you might have kids that are really young in uh, still in school, still in daycare, whatever. And that's a cost you might have to maintain. However, is that a good time for you to go back and and do this, uh, go through this process of reinvention? You know, and by the time that they're in high school, you've already built a career in this new area. There's several things that you can look at. Several things. I could sit here and go along probably all day long on excuses or reasons I've heard why people won't do it. But the thing is, those people that come up with these excuses and won't do it, they're still the ones that sit there all the time and complain that they're not happy or they'd be happier doing this other thing and say, well, if you know that this other thing is going to make you happy, then why don't you do it? Why are you going to deny yourself whatever it is you think that you want to do? It blows my mind that people will sit there and complain and say, well, I want to do this. I really want to do this. However, I can't or I won't because of X, Y, and Z. Well, then you never will. As long as you tell yourself you won't, you never will. But if you actually look at the possibilities and look at the opportunities and try to sit down, you know, sit down with your partner and, and game plan some ways that you could achieve it. How can you work together? You know, because it, it might not no longer be about you. It might be about the team aspect of the team being the family. How do we actually all work together so that you can achieve this? It's a short-term sacrifice as well. If you look 
three or five year sacrifice that you're going to have to make, you know, maybe give up a few things. That's incredibly short period of time. If you've been alive for 40 years, you're talking less than 10% of the time you've been alive. And if you're going to live to be 80 years old, you're talking less than 5% of the time you're going to be alive. So you wouldn't sacrifice 3 to 5% of your time in order to achieve something that you've always wanted to achieve. Turn it around. Look at the opportunities. Put things in perspective. And then get out there and go do whatever it is you want to do. Thank you so much for listening again. I hope you have a great week and we'll come back at you again next week. Thanks.